everyone. This is Molly Douthit. And David Douthit. Welcome to More Than Hearing, a podcast to encourage preachers to use multiple intelligences in sermons and worship leadership, because there are plenty of ways to reach someone's soul. Today, we'll cover the lectionary selections for the first Sunday in Advent, year A. Isaiah imagines the day of ultimate peace and prosperity. Psalm 122 bids us pray for Jerusalem. Paul encourages the Romans to love each other as salvation draws near. And in Matthew, Jesus warns his disciples to be ready so they aren't caught by surprise by the Son of Man. We're kicking off our fifth year of illustrations and special effects, so let's get started before Jesus gets here. We have established this podcast based on Dr. Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Dr. Gardner suggests that there are multiple ways to learn, process, remember, and understand our world. Each week we develop illustrations and special effects for the weekly readings of the Revised Common Lectionary that use various smarts based on Dr. Gardner's identified intelligences. We call them Word Smart, Eye Smart, Math Smart, Body Smart, Music Smart, Nature Smart, People Smart, and Self Smart. You can read more about Dr. Gardner's work by clicking on the link at the top of our webpage. As we read and reflect on the scripture passages for each week, we explore ways these intelligences can be utilized for a deeper appreciation of God's Word. Anytime and any way we make use of the different smarts, we give people greater access to the Word of God so they can acquire it, process it, and internalize it in ways that make sense to them. So let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to More Than Hearing, our fifth year we're Yay. beginning today. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. It seems like we just started this five years ago. It does. <laughs> so... <laughs> We are abandoning our idea for last year, which was to concentrate on only two of the intelligences per podcast because the other intelligences kept knocking on the door and wanting to be let in, and sometimes they would sneak in through the window. So um, we've decided, okay, let's just invite all of them back to the party and we'll see which ones make the most noise. And uh, so... That's what we're doing now, (laughs) which is exactly what we were doing for three years prior to that. Right. Uh, And so we'll think of year four as the year when we really emphasized what the smarts were. Um, So if you uh, have been following along, uh, just kind of consider that to be a learning curve. So we're going back to what we had done uh, uh, for the previous three years, which is look at the all of the as many of the intelligences for the for the passages. So we're going to start off with the Old Testament passage for uh, year A, Advent 1, which is Isaiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. This is a prophecy from the prophet saying that the people in those days will come streaming into Jerusalem where everyone will find a place to live and a place to be and instruction of the law will come flowing down out of uh, Jerusalem like the headwaters of a river, and uh, people will find peace there. And while they are there, they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks and forget all about war. Uh, So come, house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord, says verse 5. 
So we are looking only at four of the intelligences. We had stuff for all eight, and you can go see what didn't make the cut at our website, www.morethanhearing.org, and download the worksheet for this passage and see what's there. We had a lot of stuff, but in the interest of time and getting all the other passages in, we're going to go with these four. We're looking at eye smart, body smart, music smart, and people smart. So, uh, David, are you starting with I or am I starting with I? You're starting I with I. I am starting with, I'm oh, right. You. I am starting with an illustration for iSmart. Remember, iSmart are the people that are visually engaged and have really good spatial relationships. And so for an illustration, got a couple of things, some artwork. One of them is called Let Us Beat Our Swords Into Plowshares. It is a sculpture that sits in the North Garden of the United Nations, given to the United Nations by the Soviet artist there you go. So this statue uh, is a sculpture. This is a quote depicting the figure of a man holding a hammer aloft in one hand and a sword in the other, which looks strangely like a sickle at the bottom of it, uh, which he is making into a plowshare, is meant to symbolize man's desire to put an end to war and to convert the means of destruction into creative tools for the benefit of mankind. Uh, this sculpture was given in 1959 at the height of the, of the uh, Cold War. So, yeah, there's a, some subtle Soviet propaganda oh, going there. so subtle, yeah. <laughs> right. But it is actually a very powerful uh, depiction of this passage from Isaiah. Ironic. Yeah, considering the Soviets were atheists. Atheists. Also, we have some artwork. There is another uh, sculpture called Guns into Plowshares. We have a, a link to that a, a, about this particular uh, um, sculpture. It's a giant plow uh, that has repurposed uh, melted down guns on it. It's an art exhibit that was originally installed in Washington, D.C. It's now right down, I think, near Harrisonburg, Virginia. And there are plans to move it back up to D.C. in the near future, hopefully, because I'd like to see it in person. Anyway, we have links to both of those sculptures at the show notes over at our website. For a special effect for iSmart, and I'm not sure if you'll have time to do this, but it would be fun to, to do it if you could, is to make a model of the temple out of a cardboard box or something. And this is going from verse 2, where the mountain of the Lord's house will be lifted up. And uh, so you make a model of the temple and then get like a, a blanket that would be kind of earth tones, you know, brown, green, gray, something like that, maybe even camo, and uh, attach the temple model to the center of that and then weight the edges of it. Right. And then underneath, you're going to get like an exercise ball or something that would be uh, that you take all the air out of and but you, you connect an air pump to it, right? And so put that underneath the temple part. And then when you get to this verse, talking about this verse, you would flip on your, your electric air pump or go ahead and stand there and do the bicycle <laughs> pump thing if you want. But, no, <laughs> that would take that. a while. Um, but anyway, inflate the ball so, so that the temple will rise up. Cool. You'd want to practice this to Definitely make sure that it, it would actually mm -hmm. work. And mm -hmm. it's going to take a little engineering skill mm -hmm. to, to get it to, to do it without falling over. Um, there might be a way that you could build a platform with a scissors jack on it. 
um, you know, like a carjack kind of thing, except uh, bigger and with a, a one swell foop. Whoosh. Uh, fell, like fell swoop. Yes. <laughs> Not the other thing. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So you'd want to practice that and make sure. But there's the temple being lifted up. Going on to Body Smart uh, and the verse where it talks about the nations streaming into the city. Uh, describe what that's like with a crowd entering a stadium or uh, at a parade or at a protest march or something like that, where you have all uh, very many more people than usual trying to get into a space or take up space. And, and all going and in the all same moving direction. in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, lots of bodies all, all through there. And, and what's, what's that like? And feeling the jostling that goes on and ducking and weaving through the crowd and that sort of thing. Um, call to mind those physical sensations for, for your folks. And um, maybe even have some folks come up, you know, a handful of people and be a, a tiny little crowd uh, up in your chancel and, and let them jostle each other as if they were, you know, surrounded by millions of other people as well. And, uh, and make their way, you know, let them move around the chancel a little bit as a blob there, you know, and, <laughs> and, and then talk with them about what that might be like. Uh, the the idea is just to get that sense of the the jostling and the streaming into and being the part of a very large crowd, right. a large and, thing. Mm-hmm. And then you can add some self smart and people smart. And what's that like to be part of mm-hmm. that kind of a crowd, all mm-hmm. with a single purpose? And what's it mean to be a part of that big crowd going to the city of God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Music Smart, uh, remember Music Smart people are the folks who really connect with rhythm and poetry and uh, melody. Uh, We have a poem and three songs that we would like to uh, uh, suggest would be good illustrations for this passage. The first is the poem by Abigail Carroll, and we have a link to it where you can go see it. It's called Me Make Me Plowblade. It's free verse. It's actually kind of cool. And if you uh, have poets in your midst, they would probably really like this one. Uh, Two songs, Come and Find the Quiet Center, uh, written by Shirley Murray uh, to the tune of a very familiar hymn. So uh, if you're not sure of the, the words, the hymn might help. And another one, How Good It Is, What Pleasure Comes. The lyric is by Ruth Duck. Uh, and also, it's, again, set to a pretty familiar hymn. Uh, sometimes that's a really... Uh, if, so if you write a poem about something, you can usually find a hymn that's familiar to everybody and then do the new words to old tunes. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the last song that we have to recommend to you is, uh, is a Zulu South African song called Sia Humba, uh, which literally means we are marching. Sia Humba kukanyene kwenkos. We are marching in the light of God or walking in the light of God. Uh, We have two links to choirs that have done this. One of them is a really awesome choir that uh, may, as David says, has actual Zulu people in it. So you'll get a really good sense of uh, what what the Zulu language sounds like. And then we have another link to our choir that did this this past Sunday. It was awesome. We did. We good. had drums and we had a little shaky and, <laughs> and uh, you know, this, the, the, the congregation just kind of sat there 
But the kids up front were really digging on it. So I sang to them. Uh, you can find that link at either our uh, our YouTube page or at the sermons page at the at Catoctin's homepage. So if you want to go take a look at that. For people smart, and this is interpersonal intelligence, so folks who are good with people, relationships, motivations, things like that, uh, and we throw drama in here. So we've got a, a movie idea for you, and that would be the movie Lean on Me, uh, from Morgan, wherein Morgan Freeman plays Principal Joe Clark. And this was based on a true story that he was called on to go into this uh, uh, high school that was in utter chaos. The kids had basically taken over the school, and it was a failing project. And he goes in and he lays down the law, absolute dictatorship kind of thing, and, um, and, and starts to instill in them a sense of discipline and, and pride mm-hmm. in themselves. And uh, that's that's like what the Lord does in this passage. He comes in and brings order to all the chaotic the humans mm-hmm. and, yeah, brings the law in. And they all finally start to get it and mm-hmm. work together and mm-hmm. come together and they don't f- study war anymore. Yep. So um, we've got a link to the trailer for that movie. And then there are lots of other links that you can uh, and clips that you can uh, watch to to get a sense of the movie if you're not familiar with it. Uh, excellent performance. Should have been nominated and didn't get it. But anyway, Molly, why don't you talk about these other bits? Okay. Um, so going with the theme of weapons being changed into agricultural tools, uh, a man named Peter Murchison and a woman named Diane, Diane Keefe organized a fundraiser on behalf of the Newton, Newtown Foundation, Incorporated, to buy back guns to turn these guns into garden tools. Uh, as of their latest update at the link that you can click on for their fundraiser, uh, they have bought back 42 guns and are now in the process of having them melted down. Um, we also have another story of a man who traded in an heirloom weapon to uh, have it transformed to, from an instrument that takes life into one that cultivates it. Uh we have a link to the story. Raw Tools is a nonprofit in Colorado Springs that is making this happen. And their story is in a book called Beating Guns, uh, which is a story of why this particular man decided to start doing this, uh, based on Isaiah. Uh, a special effect connected with that particular story of both the uh, the organization for Newtown and uh, Raw Tools, ask folks... Um, would anyone be likely to melt down their actual weapons? And what about their metaphorical weapons? We don't all shoot Good at each question. other with weapons, actual weapons. We often shoot at each other with our words and our attitudes. Yeah, yeah. Not, nonviolence means more than not killing someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go on. The psalm for year A, Advent 1, is Psalm 122. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord, and our feet are standing in your gates, O Jerusalem. And then going on to encourage the uh, pilgrims, this is one of the psalms of ascent, uh, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and the well-being of the city, and may there be peace within your walls and within your towers for the sake of the house 
of the Lord. I will seek your good. So we're looking at two of the smarts here. We've got We've got ideas for uh, seven of the eight that you can see on the worksheet uh, if you download that, but we're doing two of them. We're going to do Word Smart and People Smart. So, Molly, start us off on the Word Smart. Okay. Uh, word Smart are people who like words and they especially like to define words and play with words. So, keeping that in mind, uh, for an illustration, this psalm encourages us to pray for peace. How do we define peace? So, offer some synonyms for the word and maybe uh, you know, have, have some available on your own little cheat sheet or, or uh, ask others to do it too. There's a little bit of people smart and maybe touch a self smart in that as well. How do you define peace, you say to your congregation, and then uh, offer whatever synonyms for peace or definitions of peace that they don't come up with? Um, I think that's a, a, good, a good exercise for using words and how words... Uh, synonyms, uh, antonyms help expand the definition of a word. Mm -hmm. Uh, It gives more flesh to it, more color to it, more oomph to it. So that's a real real word smart joy, um, Mm -hmm. but it's also, it it flows into people smart. uh, Another way you might do that is to create a word cloud Oh. For for that using synonyms and such, and then let people pick out the ones that they that, identify, that they identify with. with. Yeah. Oh, that's a very good idea, and that pulls work. into some eye smart too, because you would have that projected up yeah. on the wall, so you'd be or, able to see or, that. Or in the bulletin. Or in the yeah. bulletin. If yeah, you okay. don't do projection, like we right. don't. Uh, a special effect for this particular psalm. Uh, one of the places that I go to regularly to put my bulletin together is a website called The Timeless Psalms, uh, written and curated by a woman named Joan Stott. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Uh, so go there and see what she does with this psalm and all the other uh, lectionary psalms. It's, it's really good stuff. I like it a lot. For people smart, and we already mentioned that that's the interpersonal intelligence, uh, looking at verse 3, it says that the city is bound firmly together. And verse 9, I will seek your good, speaking to the city. And, um, you know, the city being bound firmly doesn't necessarily mean the physical structure Mm -hmm. of it, but... uh, you could as easily be talking about the social structure of it, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, this would flow back and forth between illustration and special effect. But if you have someone who's a community organizer that could come and talk about what it takes to mobilize people and uh, to inform the public and to shape policy and issues and, and get people involved in that process— mm-hmm. What it takes uh, it, to get people cohesed around something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, invite people to imagine what would our community be like if people, if all the people were saying, I will seek your good mm-hmm. instead of I will seek my good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, how how would that help the city to be bound together? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that you could actually pull in a little bit of math and nature smart with that, with what is what is the cement? You know, talk specifically about cement and math smart with the engineering aspect of it and nature smart with mud. Mm-hmm. So yeah. freebie. Just there you came go. off, just came to me. There you go. <laughs> 
So be sure to look at the uh, worksheet again for all the other ideas we have. And let's go on. The New Testament or Epistle lesson for uh, year A, Advent 1, is Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 13, verses 8 through 14. Um, he's kind of turned a corner and is sort of heading for the barn as far as uh, the, the the letter. He's, he's kind of heading toward the end. But the first two verses, verses 8 and 10, he still has some instructions um, to uh, owe no one anything except to love one another. Uh, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. And then he talks a little bit about uh, some of the commandments. And in verse 10, love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Uh, and then he goes on to talk about how we need to wake from sleep because salvation is close and we need to be alert. Uh, so put on the armor of light and make no provision for the flesh to satisfy its desires. Um, we have four of the eight intelligences that we're going to look at for this particular passage. We have math, body, music, and self. And David's going to start us off with math. Okay. Looking at the first couple of verses there, 9 and 10 in particular, uh, using the logic side of mathematical logical intelligence, this appears to be a syllogism, which is a logical construction where you come to a uh, conclusion based on two or more premise statements. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, all cats have fur, all cats are mammals, therefore some mammals have fur. Have fur. Or are cats. Or are cats. Well, okay. yeah. More fur. Yeah. 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 Um, Pointy teeth. <laughs> all the sharp bits. <laughs> and so um, that's, that's the kind of construction that you get. And there are all sorts of variations. So we've it's got- It's kind of a verbal form of a geometric proof, right? Yeah, kind of. In geometry with a proof, yeah. you've got- You've got uh, um, the premise, uh, the premise, 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 therefore. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so we've got some links for you uh, to the definition of syllogism and a whole mess of different examples. And uh, you can take a look at those. And in and this one, the premise, I, I see it as having three premise statements. Mm -hmm. Basically, the law is made up of commandments. The commandments are summarized as love your neighbor. That's the second one. The third one, love does no harm to your neighbor. Therefore. Conclusion, therefore, love fulfills the law. These can these sorts of uh, uh, things, the, the syllogisms can be done as a Venn diagram. We haven't done Ooh, Venn, diagrams Venn diagrams in a long time. And if you look at the page uh, where it's got all the examples, it has some very complex uh, Venn diagrams of how they all fit together. Um, so take a look at that. But you could do a simple Venn diagram as you describe this. You know, you mark down your premises and then uh, uh, draw them out and how they interact and intersect with each other. I didn't do one for for the example. Maybe I will if we get a chance. But I think I'm going to have a lot of editing to do. Yes, I think so you I probably think will. So get to that, yeah, you but. might just be best to go click on the link. Yep. Uh, for Body Smart, um, Paul really wants us to be awake and sober, uh, which made me think of you know, <laughs> um, 
going out on Saturday night and then Sunday morning, wake up, be sober. Uh, <laughs> but Jill Duffield at when her... When I was in college, my roommate accused me of, of living that kind of a life. <laughs> Y'all only go to church after you've been out to a party on Saturday. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> that, that may be true for a lot of people. But anyway, uh, but Paul wants us to be like that. Be awake, be sober. Paul wants this to be the coffee of our morning. Uh, so Jill Duffield, uh, in her, writing at her commentary at looking into the lectionary, says that Advent is a wake-up call to our human limits. Mm. Uh, it's a really good article. I recommend you go over there and take a look at it. We'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, but for an, uh, so th- those are illustrations about what this, f- for a body smart way of looking at this passage, wake up, wake up, be sober. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, so for an, a special effect for the next week, th- when, when your alarm goes off and you wake up and you remember who you are and what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe in the phrase, Jesus is coming, and then breathe out, he's already here. And mm-hmm. do that a couple of times as you wake up and and see how that wakes you up. How does that, and uh, as that wakes you up, maybe how through does that the change whole of your Advent, day? Not just the, the week, well, but yeah, you know, yeah, that, that could be your be Advent calendar. Ooh, yeah, an Advent discipline. Jesus is coming, he's already here. Mm-hmm. Jesus is coming. He's already here. And see how that changes your day. Yeah. I like that. Some self-smart in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Going on to music smart, uh, we have a link for you to a Taizé song, Wait for the Lord, which kind of fits in here. Mm -hmm. And then uh, for an illustration on verse 11, which is that same verse uh, for you to wake from, it's time for you to wake from sleep. Um, got to thinking about symphonies. And in a lot of the classical symphonies, the first movement is allegro, or it's pretty fast. And then the second one is a little bit slower. Then the third movement is often largo or or some other slow tempo, kind of slow and gentle. And then the fourth movement is back to the quick. And then you get to the end, you know, for the conclusion. So that's how everybody knows it's time to get up and go home, right? Yes, yes. Uh, So uh, Paul might say that we're at the end of the third movement and the the time for quiet sleepiness is done and the end of the symphony is at hand. Nice, like it. So for special effect, you could play little bits of something like Beethoven's Fifth or Beethoven's Ninth or or what have you. Um, I was actually thinking of Aaron Copland's um, uh, rodeo uh, well, and the four movements of that, Copland's rodeo. That would probably work too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, you know, just give a, a sense of the those different tempos and then, um, a, and then play the end of the fourth movement, you know, the climax of the symphony. You know, bum, bum, bum. Sorry. <laughs> it got in my head. <laughs> I see. Is that the hoedown? Uh, yeah. And I don't, I think that's, I think that's the second movement. 
I think you're right. Anyway, anyway. awesome idea. <laughs> I ran with it. I love it when you do that. <laughs> Carry on. Okay. Should I go on to self-note? You should. Okay. For self-smart, uh, remember self-smart people are really in touch with their inner life and their inner uh, their inner motivations. Um, uh, I, my congregation, uh, throughout the year, we read the uh, little devotional booklet called These Days, Daily Devotions for Living by Faith. Uh, you can find we have a link to where you can find those um, for today's uh, actually uh, this very day's devotion based on Romans 13. A woman named Claire McGarry writes that Paul's words remind her of senioritis that that you know when you're a senior in high school and uh, yes, and the lackadaisical yes. attitude uh, that high school students adopt in that last year when all the college applications are in and there's the only thing and left to do is just not. and even if they're not you know <laughs> uh, commencement's coming and we're just killing time until then so Paul is asking the Roman Christians to guard against that in themselves don't don't give in you to have senioritis. You to keep your grades up if you want to keep your scholarship. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there. So um, that, that's that's so using that idea of senioritis. Ask yourself: Are, are you are you suffering from spiritual senioritis? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the end's coming. I'm tired. This the way the world is now. Why bother? Paul is saying, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Nope. That's not how this works. Nope, nope, not at all. That's not how any of this works. All right. Okay, let's go on. The Gospel lesson for Year A, Advent 1, is Matthew 24, verses 36 to 44. Here Jesus is encouraging the disciples, telling them that the end is coming and that the Son of Man is coming and that they should be ready. And he uses the example of the days of Noah and how people were swept away by the flood because they weren't paying attention. And um, that. The, or they thought Noah was a crackpot. Well, there was that, but. Um, <laughs> and uh, that when the Son of Man comes, people will be caught unawares. Two will be working in the field. One will be taken, one will be left. Two will be grinding meal, and one will be taken, and one will be left. So keep awake. We've heard that somewhere before. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, if the owner of the house knew the thief was coming, wouldn't have let his house be broken into. So be ready because you don't know. Watch out for mayhem. You, yes. <laughs> Watch out for mayhem. <laughs> so, okay. So we've got we've got ideas for uh, five or six of the smarts, but we're doing three of them. You can find the rest of them on our worksheet at the website morethanhearing.org. We're going to start off again with Music Smart and um, was going with the theme Caught by Surprise and I looked that up and found a really, really bad 80s pop song (laughs) by that name. It is so really very bad. It caught Uh, us by surprise. It did. (laughs) So, well, not just, really, because there was a period of eighties pop. Yeah, music and there, where, there's a picture of the album cover, so that like, you, you can tell you know, this is going to be. Oh, know, it's that. It's way past Duran Duran in the Human League. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the best eighties music actually came out in the seventies. But yeah. um, anyway, 
that's just a, a little something to wet your whistle. Uh, but <laughs> for a special effect on this idea of, uh, uh, especially from verse 42 and following about the house owner expecting the, the thief to come, if, mm-hmm. he, if, if he had only known, he wouldn't have been caught unawares. So try this. Try playing the game where you clap a rhythm and then everyone else claps it back to you. Yeah. And start with a simple one, you know. And you're increasing complexity as you go along until you do something that's entirely random so that it's almost impossible to to know what's coming next and and to reproduce it on a single hearing. And uh, that was my first idea. My second idea was <laughs> to start the game without telling anyone that that's what you were doing mm. and then see how how long it takes them to pick up on it or then invite them to join in to it and then talk with them a little bit and see if maybe their attention didn't change when they realized they were supposed oh, to be supposed to respond to responding this. Mm. and i think you'll i think they would all say yeah i was much more focused once i knew i was supposed to be doing hmm. that thing right that's interesting and so that's what jesus is talking about is pay attention to so you know what's coming next hmm. and uh you know so Oh, that's cool. I so like there. that. I like that. Yeah. Excellent use of music smart. Thank you. Okay. For nature smart, uh, again, these are the people that like to be outside and really get charged up by everything in the great outdoors. Um, Jesus is talking about, you know, the people in Noah's day, they knew the flood was coming. They were warned about the flood was coming. And then suddenly, here's the flood. So we have video of floods. Um, we have a flash flood in southern Utah. This particular guy knew the area really well, and he knew that there had been a big rain further north, and so he takes his video camera out to the confluence of three different, um, what did he call them? Draws? Were they they draws? Draws or... They were dry dry creek beds, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so he knew wadis, arroyos, whatever you want to call them. He knew they were coming. He knew water would be coming. So he went out there with his video camera and at first stood in the confluence of all three of them. And I thought, huh. And then he admitted, this is a really dangerous and somewhat stupid thing to do. So he did withdraw to the banks. And a couple of times he had to withdraw rather quickly. Yes, yes. Because the water was coming fast. So that's a really good uh, video of floods to to illustrate how y- if you're not paying attention, this little trickle of water could eventually wash you away. Yeah. We have another video of much more devastating flash floods. Uh, some of them are really kind of horrific, and you will probably want to be really careful about showing these because we think people may have died in, yeah. in some of these. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really kind of oof, disturbing. And then finally, we have a video of the big Thompson Canyon flood in 2013. Uh, my mom actually got stuck on a mountain after this flood went through because it washed away Highway 34 through the big Thompson Canyon. She got lifted off the mountain and down to uh, Fort Collins on a helicopter. That was exciting. She loved that. Oh, she loved it. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking she's she's probably thinking, how can I get that done? How can I do that again? Yeah. Don't do it, mom. Anyway, <laughs> so after you watch a little bit or any of these particular videos, you get a sense of the unstable 
unstoppable nature of floodwaters. There is nothing you can do. They come and you your option is to get out of the way. And if you had not been paying attention to any sorts of, of warnings and were already on high ground, you're in danger. You're seriously in danger. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, wrapping up with self-smart, and this is intrapersonal intelligence. I don't. Is this the first self-smart we? No, did? we did one just just in uh, Romans. Yes, of course we did. Sorry. <laughs> um, the idea of having your partner or other members of your party suddenly disappear is a trope from hor- of horror scenes, whether it's a horror movie or situation comedies or a haunted house, the idea that the people that you're with suddenly aren't there is just so creepy. I've had that experience. Yeah? We went to a a snow camp when I was in middle school. Maybe I was high school. I don't remember. Anyway, we were playing the game Sardines, Mm -hmm. which is where one person is it. They go hide, and then you go look for that person. When you find that person, you hide with them until one person is left. Yeah. And we were running through the—we were in this big old house, and we were running through the upper levels of this house— and I was in the lead of like three or four people and I'd gone down to the end of a hallway and I turned around and I was by myself. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 That was so, awful. <laughs> there it was. The rapture happened right yeah, there, the, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a really creepy thing. And and uh to be unexpectedly and suddenly alone, alone mm-hmm. is terrifying. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's maybe as bad as being the one who's disappeared. Probably not. But um, depends on what happens to the, to, to, yeah. to the other person well, who gets the, disappeared. The people but, that disappeared all got stuck in a closet with about five well, yeah. or six other people. It's kind of yeah. hot and a little smelly when smelly. I finally yeah. found them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's what Jesus was talking no, about, probably. No, not playing but, sardines. Yeah. No, but, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, if you've ever played that game or or watched any movie where that sort of thing happens, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, that's what we're uh, getting at here. So just the suddenness that, of that sud- where'd you go? Yeah, and and the <laughs> oh well, the dogs with the 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 blanket. You know, oh yeah, the people who drop a blanket and they're not there anymore. The dogs are like. Hey, what? Hey, what? Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like that. So that's that's kind of what it'll be like for those who are not taken, I guess. Yep. That's it for today's podcast. Please ask questions or leave us a comment on our website, www.morethanhearing.org, or at facebook.com slash morethanhearing, or tweet us at morethanhearing. Or email us at connect at morethanhearing.org. If you tried any of these suggestions, or maybe got an idea that you like even better than ours, please let us know what you did and how it went. We would love to hear how using this theory has made a difference in your preaching and worship. Remember to check out the show notes, worksheets, links, and resources at our website. They go hand in glove with the podcast and give you lots more material to work with. Don't forget to subscribe using the links on the website for iTunes, Google Play, Android, or good old RSS. Or point your podcatching software at morethanhearing.org feed slash podcast. 
Help others find us more easily by writing a review at the iTunes store. And of course, you can always share the show with your friends and colleagues. We'll be back with another episode next week. So in the meantime, stay subscribed and be smart. That was great, except you said Psalm instead of Paul. Psalm 122 bids us pray for Jerusalem. Psalm encourages the Romans to love each other as salvation draws near.